Hi, welcome to Dr. C and the D, and I'm Dr. Carol Kowalczyk. This episode, we, Alexa, are going to talk about what people are asking us every single appointment, and that is, what can we do naturally to improve our fertility? So I thought it'd be a good segment to say, what can we do when you walk out of our door to immediately start improving your fertility. So I know we have both about four or five things that we like to tell patients. So I'll let you pick out the first one and I'll take it from there. Perfect. And I think it's really awesome that patients are asking that question. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it really shows that you can come to the doctor's office and there's always the medical component, um, but it's great to see people being more interested and open to some of those things that you can do on your own in terms of lifestyle changes. So uh, one of the ones that I always really strongly highlight is the Mediterranean diet or the dietary aspect. And the Mediterranean diet is really the only diet that has been shown, proven, if you will, um, to have a role and an impact on positive fertility. And there's other things that can fall under that, but why the Mediterranean diet is so ideal is that it tends to be uh, lower in sugar, lower in fat. You're having more you know, green leafy vegetables, uh, there's fruit, there's lean protein. So fishes, chickens, things like that. The oils are, you know, positive and they're not as, as concerning or toxic to the body as butter. So you're getting a lot of high antioxidant effect, um, which is really beneficial for all those aspects. So it's not a shocker. I tell patients that that diet has always been ideal for general health, you know, mm -hmm. whether that's cholesterol, diabetes, high blood pressure, a lot of things that are good for our body generally um, are usually good for our eggs and our sperm too, fertility wise. So that diet, uh, really that balance, you know, fruits, veggies, lean proteins, um, carbs, but more fibrous whole grain options that our body can metabolize better, um, it tends to be really positive and beneficial. And that just naturally, like I said, that diet just naturally follows the lower sugar lower fat content trend. And really, you know, I tell people, I don't even like to call it a diet sometimes because there's a lot of wonderful options and good foods and you can really enjoy it and customize it. Um, but that is one thing that I always highlight and people are getting more aware of it, but there are some people that are, you know, surprised mm -hmm. of the impact that that could have. So that is one of the top things that I always mention at, you know, pretty much the first new patient visit is to kind of start paying attention to that and trying to incorporate that Mediterranean diet. And, you know, I kind of talk about 70, 80% of your diet being plant-based, which is vegetables, fruits, nuts, whole grains. And again, that stabilizes insulin. Insulin. We went to a conference, Dr. Brutus and I, back almost a year ago, and almost every day was about the benefits of antioxidants. And there's a lot of studies out there about anti-aging and the uh, antioxidants are huge. And I remember recently for my boards reading an article about mice and uh, how they gave a certain mix of an antioxidant rich diet and they actually saw improvement in their follicular fluid and their egg quality. So, you know, trying to get more vegetables and fruits and lean meats and nuts and a very small amount being, you know, the, the, the not good for you uh, is what I usually will tell patients. But you know what, here's the deal. Life's too short, right? So I don't want people stressing out saying, oh my God, I see this cheesecake and it's my anniversary or we're out with friends or I'm at a wedding and this chocolate covered cake with ganache looks fabulous. Dark chocolate's an antioxidant, by the way. So is red wine. So um, those are things that you're going to want to, you know, enjoy every now and then. Life is too short. So if it's your anniversary, if you're at a party or say you want to have Sundays as your cheat day, that's not going to screw with your fertility. But if you can make most days 
eating healthy, doing the Mediterranean, the plant-based diet, I think that you have a benefit. Um, sugar challenge. So when we talk about sugar challenge, the American Heart Association for heart health talks about less than 24 grams of sugar. So, you know, that's where I tell my patients, try to make that kind of your goal. I like that number because that's a number that people can, can, can remember. And it's not just the cakes and cookies that are considered sugar. Everything has sugar in it. So whether it's even whole wheat bread, uh, pasta sauces, I'm married to an Italian, right? So I mean, I sit there and, and a, 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 what a quarter cup or whatever of pasta sauce has 12 grams of sugar. Who puts a quarter cup on pasta? Like nobody, hello. And not even the pasta has sugar in it. You know, I love my salad and I'm like, you know, with the blue cheese dressing, there's like eight grams of sugar in two tablespoons. Who puts two tablespoons of dressing on a salad? No one. But if you watch your sugars and look at your labels and try to get under 24 grams of sugar, eggs do not like high sugar. Um, and also it may help with stabilizing your insulin and also weight loss as well. So, you know, that's one thing with the diet that I like to talk about. And when you talk about life cycle, you know, you get these, these uh, recommendations, you can leave your consult right that day and start incorporating them. And, you know, the life cycle of a mix of sperm being produced is 72 days for a life cycle of different eggs being produced is 120. So you figure Alexa and I start talking about this at the new patient visit, right? And then usually there's a month of doing test results. Then the next month is treatment. By the time you're on a treatment, you got 60 days in of all these lifestyle changes, which is huge in doing something naturally to improve your fertility. Speaking of that, BMI, I mean, we got to worry about being over and under. So do you have any thoughts about, you know, keeping a healthy weight? Yes. So weight is equally as important in terms of these different fertility options that we talk about with patients. And I think you kind of just touched briefly that ideally a BMI, we don't want it to be too elevated, but also not too low. Um, in terms of elevated, some of the literature initially was showing, you know, at least a BMI under 40, but more and more we're seeing preferably under 35 for patients. And of course, these goals are achieved at different rates and different times, and it can be you know, a different challenge for each individual patient. So we don't throw that out there and say, get your BMI here and, and then we'll see you. Um, we kind of discuss and explain the importance of that. And then we offer the resources and the support. Um, I think that's one of the biggest parts that helps patient with that is that we have, whether that's nutritionist on staff, um, fitness things, different resources for the dietary stuff to kind of help them along Claire, with that journey. Claire, who's our counselor, because a lot of it is mental. You know, a lot of people's, you know, poor diets or those choices or, you know, having trouble getting on track is, it stems from the mental aspect. So having a BNI in that healthy range um, has been shown to impact success rates as well as uh, pregnancy complications. So it's not just the getting pregnant part, but I always tell my patients, I, I want you to get pregnant, of course, but I want you to have a good, healthy pregnancy. And I want you to be healthy after the pregnancy mm -hmm. um, for your family. So right. that is also a super key part of that journey that goes, you know, ties along very closely with the diet. So a BMI under 35 would be ideal. Um, but, you know, even the, the fact of, of working on getting that BMI lower, we've seen patients who have had BMIs of 38, 40, and then they'll get down to 36 and they'll get pregnant on their own. Yeah. Uh, and it's because they're doing the lifestyle changes and, and having some benefits uh, to their egg quality potentially and or their menstrual cycles. A BMI ideally should be over 19. If you're underweight, then the thought process is you're not getting enough healthy fats for the reproductive hormones to really 
make a good quality uh, egg. And so that's why, you know, eating some increase in healthy fats, nuts, cooking with olive oil, avocados are all resources to get that BMI above 19 uh, to have better reproductive health. And, you know, we do have the resources. So we do have a nutritionist, we have personal trainers. Uh, we also have Claire, who the mental piece of that is, is huge. I mean, I love Lay's potato chips when I'm uh, bummed out and I will totally grab the popcorn. And especially when I'm tired, I deserve that Big Mac because I'm like really tired. And I'll never forget post-call, I was straight to the Big Mac and, and, and the Burger King and the onion rings because that was good for me. I deserved it. I was worked on it. And I still do that. God made McDonald's French fries, which I still don't know what the clue is with the whole fertility thing and the French fry thing, but that's okay. I don't know if McDonald's invented it or whatever. Burger King, God made Burger King onion rings. So you know what? Life's too short. You got to have those foods. But trying to, you know, think of a different activity when you're bummed or depressed or tired, you know, that's where Claire comes in because she can say, okay, look, it's okay to have it occasionally, but let's find a different resource to, to handle that fatigue or that stress. Physical activity, you know, studies show that 30 minutes, three times a week uh, is just even walking is enough. Uh, and that's going to get, improve that blood flow to get those antioxidants on board uh, that you're eating, you know, nutritionally to improve your reproductive health. And then of course, we can talk a little bit about the supplements uh, that we uh, talk to patients about. So, and going back to the diet or excuse me, the exercise, just for a moment, I do always try to counsel patients that those little things throughout the day do count. So take the steps, uh, don't take the elevator, park in the back of the parking lot, you know, take a walk around the parking lot at lunch. Those little things kind of can add up through the day. Cause some people are like, well, I can't go to the gym. I have my work schedule. I have this, it's too hard. You don't have to, there's so many resources now, videos, quick little things, 20 minutes. Um, I know you used to always joke when I first met you and I, I had my kids and I was like doing squats while brushing my teeth yeah. or something. Cause this I'm like, I don't know girl, when I'm going to exercise. So. Squat <laughs> while she's brushing your teeth and do lunges from the kitchen have, to yeah. the bathroom. Right. When I have so. the exercise band under my desk. The staff will come in and sometimes yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. using that thing. Cause yeah. you know, those little things can still count and there's ways to kind of sneak it in. Um, vitamin supplements. Probably you no, know, I wanna... do still do squats when I brush yeah, my teeth. Yeah. Yep. That's because of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's oh, funny. The vitamins and supplements, I would say that's probably one of the first things my new patients ask me are what vitamins. And, you know, I think traditionally most people are aware, but not always uh, for the female, a good, well-rounded prenatal vitamin that has the appropriate amount of folic acid in it and whatnot. Um, but there are some additional vitamins that have some good literature and research. And we do have information that we provide to patients. I would say the majority of our patients, I don't know about you, doc, that uh, the ones that may benefit the A quality, I recommend them over 35, 100%, but I usually recommend them to most patients. So the mm -hmm. coenzyme Q10, um, the Truniagen is a little bit newer that's gotten some more info and data. And then on that list, there's other antioxidants, you know, that you may find in your prenatal or you may buy additionally to get to that recommended dose. So those supplements have been, there's some really good data on their positive impact and that mitochondrial like function of the cell. CoQ10, um, I, CoQ10, uh, vitamin D. I usually also want them on a well-rounded prenatal that has some of the other stuff. And then I have been recommending the true niagen a bit more, um, for a certain patient subgroup. And I think vitamin C, E, uh, yep. omega threes, L-arginine, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, for guys, zinc, uh, I think is also very helpful, correct. but, but again, be aware of 
labels. So there's a lot of quote unquote fertility supplement capsule yada yadas that are out there both for men and women. And, and they're very expensive. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, be, be aware of something that says proprietary blend. I have no clue what that means. And I don't think anyone else does. What a proprietary blend means is that they put a bunch of stuff and they put a percentage, but you have no idea what percentage of anything in that blend is anywhere. So, and they're going to charge you $50, $90 a bottle for it. Well, guess what? You can get all of that nutritional information or, or supplementation through diet and through nutrition, and you could save your money and you could do things that are nutritionally valuable just by eating right. And you don't need to spend all that money on all of that. Um, I don't know. And some of those supplements, you know, may affect your hormonal balance. They may change. So I always advise patients. I cannot tell you what that may do when we start a treatment plan. Right. So this is the list of things that we know are effective, that are safe, but some of these, you know, fertility cocktails, like you said, if you will, that you find online, you know, are they going to throw something off or make you have a weird, ovulate, you know, I don't know because they're well, not really regulated and we don't really know for sure. Um, so most people are open and agreeing like, yeah, okay, we'll stop that one and go off the list. But, uh, I have had patients, Oh, I'm taking all this stuff. And like, I didn't started skipping periods or I'm feeling this and is it related or not? Well, and, I don't know. And let me tell you just last week or two weeks ago, um, I had a patient who was showed me and thank God. And that's the other thing. If you have anything you want to show us, show us, and we can research it for you and let you know. So for example, I had a patient who was on all of these like supplements that were herbal. And fortunately Rhonda, Dr. Sousley, who's our acupuncturist who got her PhD in, in China, uh, for acupuncture and Chinese medicine happened to be there. And uh, we brought her in and she's looking at these herbal things that every single one of them increased your estrogen. And so it, she said, these things are always recommended to stop when you're doing fertility treatments because it is going to increase your estrogen, which will potentially cause an imbalance and not provide the best effectiveness to whatever fertility treatments that we're going to give you. So, um, so, I mean, that's an example. There were three of these things this woman was taking, which is totally uh, would affect, you know, what we were trying to do. So, you know, those are things that, uh, you know, you need to be aware of. So if there's anything that you're taking, uh, please feel free to bring it to us or your fertility specialist to say, look, can you guys look this up uh, to see if it's something that I can still take? So, you know, nutrition, antioxidants, watching your BMI, continue to be physically active. Uh, these are the main things that we tell patients that they could just walk out the door and start day one to improve their fertility potential. I think in summary, you know, Alexa and I and our whole office, Dr. Boudreaux, Mandy, the whole team, you know, I've always felt that traditional medicine is great. Complementary medicine has some great benefits, neither one alone or all that, but putting them together, the best of both worlds, I think, and starting with a healthy you is going to enhance whatever fertility treatment we give you and subsequently enhance your success. So I think with that, I think Absolutely. we've given, Perfectly said. thank you. Uh, you did too. So anyway, so we love you guys. And hopefully we've provided some good, uh, healthy information for you to start your fertility journey. And this is Dr. Carol Kowalczyk and Dr. C and the D.